What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what's going on, Cover 7 family? It is your host, Mason Pierce, and we are back at it with another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. Guys, we have finally made it to Friday. Another week is down. Um, I didn't really have an eventful week except, you know, regarding my TCU Horn Frogs, which I will get into a little bit later. Um, I hope y'all had an amazing week, as, you know, as amazing as y'all are, you know, supporters and everything else. Um... Yeah, today's episode, we've actually kind of got a lot and a lot, and I mean a lot, of contract extension news in the NFL. We've got a little bit of transfer portal news, and there's also a Hall of Fame player that will be joining Mario Cristobal's staff, and we will get into that a little bit later, but guys, before we do start the episode, I do want to ask y'all to please make sure that y'all are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. Link will be in the description down below, like always. Guys, let's get right into this episode. So for the first news, I want to talk about my TCU Horned Frogs basketball team. Guys, we knocked we knocked off two top ten opponents in less than half a week. The first one was last Saturday against, I think it was number nine, Texas Tech, which that was an amazing game. The energy in that game was fantastic by the fans and students section. As always, Eddie Lampkin is still, in my opinion, one of the best centers in the whole country. And you can quote me on that because I'm telling you, he is. He definitely is. That is a monster of a man. The next, the next um, team that we did knock off, which we also end up, which we played on Thursday night again, was um, on Tuesday we played Kansas. Now that game, I honestly thought we, we could we we could have kept close with Kansas. I didn't think we were gonna, you know, knock them off by as much as we did, but we knocked them off, and I mean. Everyone was going crazy. We had we had Sonny Dykes, the head coach of TCU football, in the game. We had Ladanian Tomlinson, obviously the San Diego Charger Hall of Fame running back. We had Travius Hodges Tomlinson, one of the best corners in the in the um, country right now, at the game as well. The nephew of Ladanian Tomlinson. So it was overall just a fantastic game. Uh, this TCU team definitely watch out for them to make a deep run into March Madness and the NCAA tournament later on this month and early next month. Now, guys, besides that, I just kind of want to, you know, I had to show a little bit of my bias since, as you all know, I am a TCU fan and I adore that school more than anything. So I kind of wanted to get, because, I mean, it was a historic weekend this past weekend. And, I mean, it was college basketball starting to really heat up. And as as all of y'all know, it is officially March, which means AKA March Madness is in full swing. So expect a lot more upsets to be coming our way in the near week and week and a half, whatever it might be. So guys, let's get into the, some transfer portal news regarding college football. 
Oregon cornerback Jalen Davies has entered the transfer portal. This one kind of shocked me a little bit, considering that he pretty much would he had, he he didn't really play a lot last year for Oregon, considering they had a decently stacked secondary. I mean, he's good. I mean, he he played at Modern Day High School. In case you don't know, that's that's arguably probably the best high school program in the country. Um, he committed to Oregon last year, but I expect him to at least target some more West Coast schools, USC, UCLA, Washington. Definitely expect those schools to be front runners to land him. I definitely would see USC probably being the, if I had Vegas odds in front of me, I would probably say he, that that's the um, the current favorite right now to land Jalen. He's a really good outside corner. Hopefully it transitions to whatever school he goes to, but it will definitely be an impact. Wherever he lands, he will definitely be an impact starter for whatever school. Um, the next news we have, and this is honest, this is really some sad news. Um, Texas A&M star wide receiver Damon Damus, who was a former five-star wide receiver and was highly recruited coming out of high school, and he showed glimpses of greatness last year. But is, but in case you don't really know, he's he. Unfortunately, his downfall, and it always has been this, is his character issues, and he's had a lot of off-the-field issues. And unfortunately, this certain situation has happened more than once. And um, it, it's sad to say, but on uh, Wednesday, Jay, uh, DeMond, he had been arrested for domestic violence regarding him and his girlfriend. Um, really sad news. He's been suspended from A&M and has officially been kicked off of the football team, so he probably is going to end up going Juco route, something like that. I hope, honestly, before, you know, their life's more important than football, so I really hope he gets his life turned around. But this is really bad news to hear for A&M. I know they've got, like, two five-star wide receivers coming in, but DeMond was at least more of a veteran presence, you know, and had experience playing with the team. So that's a huge loss for A&M. Uh, and, guys, the Hall of Fame player that I was telling you all about at the beginning of the podcast and I was kind of hinting at, you'll never guess, you'll never guess, Hall of Famer Jason Taylor, yes, the Miami Dolphins, great. He will be joining Mario Cristobal's staff in a off-field role. I would definitely see this probably as more of a recruiting role, maybe, kind of like just overseeing operations type role. You know, because I mean, I mean, if you have Jason Taylor coming to you as a defensive player, especially a DN, saying, "Hey, come play for Miami," you know, we'll, we'll get you the NFL. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna immediately commit there. So great pickup once again and I mean there's not enough words to say what Mario Cristobal is doing for this Miami Hurricane just program in general I mean he literally Miami was practically the one of the bottom tier schools in the ACC going into the end of this year and it's instantly brought them up to being up to Clemson and possibly being better than Clemson this year simply for the fact of that coaching staff I mean that coaching staff is ridiculously talented and I can guarantee you at least half of those assistants and even coordinators are at least going to get hired to be head coaches in college football and heck even maybe take assistant roles in the NFL within the next two to three years at least so definitely the future is bright for Miami now guys that is the that's pretty much it for college football news um the NFL combine is going on right now and uh if y'all haven't watched it I'm just gonna say literally the only 40 times that I've seen and I've watched when I have kind of you know uh you know peep my head into um NFL network and watch it's been 4.3s and 4.4s only. I mean, it is. Pra- I mean, practically, I think linemen are going to be able to run 4.6s at this point. So, definitely, there's a lot of speed in this year's class. I think every receiver pretty much has gotten above a 4.4 almost. So, 
yeah, there's definitely a lot of speed going on right now for the Combine. But, guys, let's get into the NFL news. Now, as we were talking about, I think in the last episode, I was talking with you all about how to expect there's going to be a lot more extension talks and kind of some free agency news. And literally right as I was making this podcast, there was actually some breaking rumor news. Now, take this with a grain of salt. Like I always say, this is just a rumor. This is not true. This is just kind of been circulating at least recently there's belief there's belief around the league that Aaron Rodgers will stay with the Green Bay Packers now this really doesn't shock me because I don't think teams in gen for at least trading for Aaron Rodgers I don't think teams were going to give up their next seven to eight years of future talent just to get one maybe year of getting a Super Bowl because no offense we've seen at least in recent years Aaron Rodgers when it comes to clutch moments he hasn't really been your ideal quarterback like this pat like this past season Green Bay versus the 49ers Aaron Rodgers had a horrific game but I I honestly I thought he was going to end up retiring cuz I figured he'd pursue jeopardy or something else cuz he seemed to enjoy that a lot more than playing football but this is good news for Green Bay Packer fans that there is some life in this situation now regarding DeVonte Adams I think that would be a key factor in maybe keeping them. I don't think Devontae will simply stay with the Packers just for the, by them keeping Aaron Rodgers because you got to think, the Packers will get maybe two more years at most out of Aaron Rodgers if he does stay or he'll at least play through the 2023 season which is the end of his contract and then will end up retiring because I don't think he's going to be in the NFL that much longer. So I think Devontae is going to probably look more towards the future and he probably could get paid a lot more considering Green Bay's current cap space situation. So once again, it is good news, but do not automatically assume that he will be because we've all seen this happen before, especially like when LeBron made his decision. We've heard it 500,000 times about what, they, what they're going to do. It's being reported, yada, 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 and then they do a complete 360. So just take it with a grain of salt, but that is hopefully some light for you Green Bay Packer fans who have kind of just been stressed out this whole offseason. <laughs> but um, the next news we have is actually regarding the Giants. And now in this podcast, there will be a load of Giants news we will be talking about because the Giants are literally cleaning ship. And when I mean cleaning ship, I mean they are literally cleaning ship. And that includes star running back Saquon Barkley. And it was being reported that GM, uh, I forgot his name, but the general manager of the Giants, he's open to any offers for Saquon. Uh, I don't think they're giving up on Saquon simply for the fact the talent's not there. I, 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 think, I think they're simply giving up on Saquon for the fact that he's going to want a huge contract come the end of his rookie contract, and he just has not played enough to really deserve a contract that he's going to be wanting to ask. Plus, the NFL kind of now, nowadays, it's it's more of like an unwritten, not unwritten rule, but it's kind of like an unwritten tip that you don't sign these running backs unless it's like, Alvin Kamara or something who's a lot more consistent to these huge five-year, $90 million deals. Because we saw with Dallas signing Zeke, I mean, Stephen Jones is making it sound like when he went on 105.3 The Fan, he was making it sound like Zeke's some great running back. But the reality is they can't let go of Zeke because if they let go of Zeke, they're taking a huge amount of dead cap. And, it's, and it's, it makes more sense just to hold on to him because you're not he has no value, really. You might get a fourth or fifth round for Zeke considering how bad his contract is. But, yeah, so definitely do not be surprised if the Giants and Saquon Barkley both part ways this offseason. I think it might be best in general because Saquon just has gotten killed behind that horrid Giants O-line. And I think it would be best for the Giants to focus more on bettering that offensive line with the picks that they would get off of Saquon Barkley. Now, 
in other Giants news, like I was telling y'all, the Giants have apparently talked with Sterling Shepard, their wide receiver, who you know is a former Oklahoma great wide receiver, and I've personally always liked Sterling Shepard, even though I am a TCU fan. <laughs> but no, he he's always been he's been a he's been he's always been a decent slot receiver for the Giants, and he's been there for gosh knows how long. But apparently, the Giants front office asked him if he'd be able to take a pay cut of about seven million dollars off of his current eight point five million dollar salary which would literally put him at the veteran minimum so I would definitely expect once again Sterling Shepard to either get released or traded from the Giants considering that no one in their right mind is going to take seven million dollars off a contract to play for a team that won't even make the playoffs this upcoming year so I hope Sterling Shepard makes it with another team. I definitely could see the Ravens, who are in dire need of a slot receiver, as they've gotten size on the outside with Miles Boykin, Rashad Bateman, and all of them. So definitely expect, you know, maybe Sterling Shepard to end up a Raven. I'm hoping maybe Saquon can end up being a Raven. You know what I mean? Him and J.K. Dobbins as power backs, and then, you know, Saquon as the elusive back. That would definitely be a really, really cool um, duo to watch. Now another wide receiver apparently that's gonna, that is seeking a trade right now, and that is Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Andy Isabella. In case you don't know, coming out of uh, Massachusetts when he was in college, he was a very overlooked recruit. I mean, no one really noticed him. I think he had like almost 2,000 receiving yards his final year in college. And I mean, yes, I know he's pl he's playing for Massachusetts, and they don't really play anyone competitively, and that team overall has been historically horrible. But Andy Isabella is a speedster. I mean, he is a deep—he is a deep ball threat. And if you're able to get it into his hands, you will get a touchdown every time. So, definitely a sneaky, sneaky trade piece that you might see the Cardinals use to get someone to please Kyler Murray. So, just whatever team gets Andy Isabella, expect him to instantly be a starting either slot or outside. I'd probably see him being more as a kind of a hybrid, almost like what Cooper Cup does where Cooper Cup does where he lines in the inside and then transitions out to the outside. But the only, the only knock really on Andy Isabella is his size. But at the end of the day, I mean, guys like Cooper Cup and all these great receivers have proven that size isn't the only thing that matters. Because if you're able to get separation off a corner or off a safety and be able to speed past them, I mean, any team will take you. So, But, no, that's, that's kind of it for trade rumors. Now, we, now, when I was talking about the extension news, and as y'all all know, the NFL right now is kind of just in a f complete all frenzy. So, I'm going to kind of list off some um, extension news we've got going on. Um, the Miami Dolphins and star corner Xavier Howard are working on a long-term extension. This one kind of, kind of, I don't, I don't know how to say this. It kind of icks me the wrong way because Xavier Howard just got a huge, like, six-year, $90 million extension not even two to three years ago with the Dolphins. And I'm like, he's getting paid 15-plus million a year. But after seeing what guys like his teammate Byron Jones got, seeing what guys like Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, and all these corners are probably going to end up getting in free agency, I guess he's getting a little jealous of the fact he's not getting five to six million more. But he did have a great season last year and kind of had a reason to plead his case. Now, this year it was still good. Don't get me wrong. Xavier Howard is still a great cornerback. But I don't think he really is deserving of giving giving him, like, a tenth of your salary cap. Because at the end of the day, you're already paying another corner. You have almost dang near close to what you'd have to end up be paying Xavier Howard. So, 
good for Xavier. I'm glad because he'll be able to support his family and he'll have a lot more financial, you know, kind of leverage over the Miami Dolphins in a way, considering that he really is like the only bright spot on that team anymore. So, but yeah, the Miami Dolphins and star corner Xavier Howard are both looking for a long-term extension, which is good for them, but you know what I mean. Uh, the next extension we have, it doesn't even involve a player. It actually does not even involve a player. It is between the Arizona Cardinals and their current head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, and GM Steve Keem. Now, I like Cliff Kingsbury. I like his offense. He's He's got an amazing offense play calling-wise. Uh, yes, he definitely had some questionable play calling against the Rams in the wild card game this past season. Don't get me wrong. He makes mistakes. We're all human. We do. But I think this is great long-term as it allows, because we all know the Arizona Cardinals have never been able to keep a constant head coach besides Bruce Arians when he was with them in like 2015 for those couple years. But that was about as much stability as they had, you know, going through, I think, Vance Joseph. Wait, did Vance Joseph? No, no, no. No, Vance Joseph never coached. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Broncos. My bad, guys. But having, um, what was it? I can't even think of his name. Like, they've had so many coaches. It's kind of like the Brown situation almost. Like, they've had talent. Like, they wasted Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald career, you know, simply just because Larry was loyal to them and wanted to be able to win. And, yes, they had moments, obviously, back in 2010 when they played the Steelers in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. But, you know, ultimately came up short and then kind of realized, you know, hey, ah, it's one of those situations where it's not really about loyalty anymore. It's about being able to submit your career because I think that's the only bad thing with Larry Fitzgerald's resume. I mean, he's got the all pros. He's got the Pro Bowls. He's got the accolades. But unfortunately, he never was able to get that Super Bowl championship next to his name or Super Bowl champion next to his name. But it's all right. It is what it is. I think this is great, though, re-signing uh, Steve Keem as he was able to somehow get DeAndre Hopkins for a second fourth round pick from the uh from the uh Cayman talk from the Texans uh yeah so I think any guy that's able to do that definitely deserves a long-term contract he's also been great with free agents getting JJ Watt which I know he was injured this year but still is good um hopefully he's going to be able to keep Chandler Jones in the desert because if not, Chandler Jones is going to be getting a bag from another team. So <laughs> definitely watch out for that. Um, the next news we do have, and this is actually really interesting. So as you all know, Patriots, Bills, both fan bases absolutely hate each other. They're rivals. You know, we saw what the Bills did to the Patriots in the wild card game this past season. Kind of, uh, But this is actually some interesting news, and this is being reported by ESPN. The Bills are actually looking to target Gronk if he tests free agency and does not retire. In case you don't know who Gronk is, it's Rob Gronkowski, current Tampa Bay tight end and former Patriots great tight end. You know, Tom Brady's literally go-to besides, you know, Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. But, yeah, the Bills are apparently looking to sign Gronk if he actually does hit free agency. So, how interesting would that be with a former Patriot great going to the the Buffalo Bills and possibly teaming up with Josh Allen. I mean, personally, if I was a receiver tight end, I would want to play for Josh Allen because, I mean, he seems like a great leader. He's got the arm. He's got the athleticism. He's got all you need. And honestly, this might be a little bit of a hot take for a lot of people, but I would take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes any day. He's, I mean, when you watch the game tape, you see he has a lot more – like. He, I don't know what it is. He's got a lot more it factor in him. Like, Patrick Mahomes has got some swag, don't get me wrong. But Josh Allen just kind of has that, like, you can't stop me mentality almost. Because, I mean, he practically carried the Bills. Besides, well, him and Gabriel Davis practically carried the Bills to almost beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So, 
I mean, regardless, he definitely would be a great, great quarterback for Gronkowski to team up with. Uh, and now we actually do have some more New York, you know, Giant news. And it's regarding the Giants and tight end Kyle Rudolph, the former Minnesota Viking. Um, both parties have agreed to part ways, which will give the Giants about $5 million in extra cap space. Kind of makes sense. Giants never really utilized them. Kyle Rudolph didn't really ever seem to fit in that offensive scheme with Jason Garrett. Uh, there's not really too much to say. I don't. I think Kyle Rudolph might get a veteran minimum deal with someone. I don't think he's really going to be highly looked out after, considering his age and the fact that there's a lot of young. T- there's a ugh, can't even talk once again, guys. I'm telling you, I got these stuttering issues. Um, there's a lot of young talent and young tight ends that are that are. Um, in this upcoming draft, like Jaden, personally my favorite, Jalen Widemeyer out of Texas A&M. I mean, he's got. I mean, he's freakishly tall, like six five, and like two 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 like fifty, I think something like that. Like he's a he's literally a brick wall. You can't run through him. So, yeah, it's definitely something to look out after for the Giants possibly to target a tight end. I mean, considering that Evan Ingram is literally the it literally is probably the head sponsor of Butterfingers. I mean, I don't know really what else to say with Evan Ingram. Regard, I mean, he was good at Ole Miss. I don't know what happened when he went to the NFL. I mean, he completely just whoop. So, anyway, um, so kind of here's here's the last news of today, guys, and it's not really it's not really news news, but it's just rumors. Apparently, the Steelers and Commanders are the top two teams right now that are looking to trade for Jimmy G if he ends up being available for a trade. Um, Definitely makes a lot of sense for the Commanders to look after him. Definitely makes a lot of sense for the Steelers considering both teams, you know, probably would have wanted to go into the draft, you know, get a quarterback. But the fact that they both have decently late picks and most and probably the better quarterbacks are already going to be taking at least top 10 picks or well, I don't know. Actually, I'd probably say at least gone by top 20 picks and, by the time that you know the time comes around, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, and all those they won't be available to get. So having already you know proven veteran quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo probably sounds a lot better to them than taking a chance on a young quarterback who could end up being like the next Mitchell Trubisky for you know per se. So yeah, guys, that's it for the um, NFL side of today's news and the college football side of today's news. And now we get into MLB news. Now, in case y'all don't know. It's it it's looking rough right now in the MLB. Um, Rob Manfred, after I think it was on what day was it? It was Monday. On Monday, Rob Manfred and the um, Players Association. It was a final day before uh, they could sign a new CBA or like before they had to agree on a new CBA before opening day would be in jeopardy. They ultimately unanimously the the um, MLBPA they did not agree on a deal that Rob Manfred and the MLB and owners were offering. So, in return, Rob Manfred, he held a press conference at about 5 p.m., and he announced that MLB opening day will be delayed. The first two series of the regular season will be canceled, which means no Yankees, Rangers, no... I don't really remember the others, but I know the Yankees and Rangers were pretty much like the really big one, which, honestly, I planned on at least going to one of those games, so that actually kind of hurts a little bit. But, yeah, so the first two series of the game... First two series of the season will be canceled and possibly even longer if a contract is not agreed upon. Apparently, they're opening discussions again back in New York. I'm hoping we can we can get baseball back because we do not need to go another year with not you know not playing baseball. 
Um, I've listened to a couple people specifically on 105.3 The Fan, and I kind of agree with what they're what they're saying about when we could possibly see the season coming back. Um, obviously, April is out of question. There's no way in heck we're going to be able to get April baseball, which makes sense because, I mean, the first two, three weeks are practically already canceled. Plus, they would have to agree on a, a new deal, I think, like a couple weeks before that anyway. So that's pretty much out of the picture. And they were thinking maybe like May, June, which I could definitely see June possibly being the later option. May would be if everything goes right, which I definitely do not see go- going on right now. So, yeah, right now MLB is just in a really bad situation. I mean, considering that they really couldn't afford for something like this to happen for the fan base of baseball. Because, I mean, you have all these other sports going on right on it. Man, I cannot talk today, guys. I'm sorry. You have all these other sports going on right now considering, like, the NBA Finals and all that. And just to add on the fact that MLB is practically what what you know what sport we all watch during the summer and the fact that that's just gonna be taken away completely simply because owners want to be greedy and not give up a little bit of the money that they you know like 20 percent increase from last year's revenue so i mean it's it's just a bad look for the mlb and best part and and the part that didn't help it either was the fact rob manfred he literally was smiling and laughing throughout the whole press release if you haven't seen it i definitely suggest going and watch it on youtube I mean, he just, he didn't really seem like it phased him. I mean, it seemed like something he wanted to happen so he could put the blame on the players for not, you know, refusing everything and yada, yada, yada. But when you actually read the details into the situation, the players were getting screwed out of millions and millions and millions and millions more dollars. So I guess we'll, we will at least have minor league baseball, but for the major league side, we will not be having any at least until May. So it's really unfortunate news to have to report, but... Unfortunately, that's what Rob Manfred and the owners wanted because they want to be able to keep that 5 to $6 million extra a year for themselves. So, unfortunately, that is how it is, and that's how the cookie will crumble. Now, guys, I really do appreciate you all for listening in to today's episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. I know today's was definitely a little bit longer than normal. I try to make it like at least at most, not at least, but at most 20 minutes long, just so y'all aren't having to sit here all day, you know, just uh, you know, fall asleep trying to listen to me. So, But no, guys, I really do appreciate all the support y'all have shown on my TikTok, on the Instagram, just the support in general. I just, I'm so thankful that I'm able to have such a great community like y'all. Now, guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic weekend, and I look forward, you know, being able to talk with y'all again on Monday. So, guys, have a great weekend. I hope y'all watch all the sports y'all want. Make sure to watch plenty of college basketball for me. Make sure to watch plenty of college baseball for me. Make sure to watch NBA hockey, whatever your heart desires. Make sure to watch it. Guys, remember, y'all are amazing. Continue to be great. Peace out.